The following podcast was made possible by the sponsorship of Teresa Leong Lee and by Catholic Digital Resources, where you can find downloadable faith formation resources and evangelization tools. Visit Catholic Digital Resources at CatholicDR.com to build your own faith and the faith of others. That's CatholicDR.com. Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven. Life's a journey full of challenges. Sometimes we get stalled. Sometimes we get sidetracked. When we walk with Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit to the destination that God the Father designed for us, the results are better than we could ask for or imagine. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. I'm recording this podcast episode outdoors on my back porch. And I hope you're going to hear the, the bird sounds and you know, probably even my neighborhood in the distance because this is a different sort of episode. I really would like to sit down with you and invite you, kind of, you know, pretend that you're visiting me in my home. I'm not recording this in my podcast studio and that's why I'm not making a video. Normally, I make a video along with the audio podcast, but this time I just want to sit on my back porch and chat with you because there's a lot of things that are on my mind that, you know, it's as I'm recording this, it's Sunday afternoon. I've been using the day as I like to do every Sunday, feeding myself. You know, it's a sacred day. I just listen to podcasts by other people, uh, do some spiritual reading and, and whatnot in addition to reflecting on the scriptures of mass and and my priest yesterday i went to saturday evening mass and his his homily was excellent on the coronavirus and so i just sit here reflecting and and feeling close to the lord because i'm not letting other things distract me today which is what sunday is really all about and as I'm doing so, I'm feeling more connected to you, my friend. And I'm feeling, you know, I, I always do feel connected to you. I feel it's a privilege to be serving you and, and sharing my faith with you, sharing my faith journey with you, my journey as we go together towards heaven through this pilgrimage on earth. That's why I call this podcast show Footsteps to Heaven. And there's there's lots of things that are often on my mind about what I would love to share with you. And of course, right now, what's most on my mind is you know the the coronavirus. And I've done other episodes and probably will do some more on how we as Christians can be and should be dealing with the coronavirus and the the pandemic of it, the uh, the panic that many in the world or even ourselves, you know, we're tempted to, to panic about the situation and to be fearful and, and wonder whether, you know, if we haven't yet gotten the virus ourselves, are we going to get it and how is it going to impact us? 
uh, we're also suffering from now here I live in the US where it's just begun to become a problem here and everything is shutting down and you may be living where it's also been shutting down maybe it's been shut down longer for you where you are you know where churches are closed or you know stores have closed you know, we have sporting events that have been shut down and and entertainment performances that have been canceled we've got you know church events that have been canceled and school events that have been canceled you name it our society is coming to a standstill and this is impacting all of our lives we've got people who are you know really super panicking about this and there's a lot of fear out there and of course the media feed on that the media frankly if you know anything about how the secular media works in order for them to sell advertising they need to get good ratings and they need to, that means they need to get a lot of people watching them or listening to them and to do that they carefully craft their headlines and their opening statements in order to get people hooked so you know, people don't get hooked if they hear you know it's the coronavirus you know there's there's somebody who got sick from it today but it was very mild and and they're going to get through it just fine nobody gets hooked by that although maybe we're getting to that point where we're hungry for that we're going to get you know like please please give me articles like that but the media thrives and out of necessity financially on building up fear in us in order to get us hooked so that we will use their media and and that's that's okay if we know how to not let hysteria take hold of us for example you may be listening to this from another part of the world but if you're in the united states you know that there is a mass hysteria about toilet paper coming you know going on there is a panic there's there's people buying out toilet paper from stores as if they're stocking up for I, I, you know i don't know what i mean this is an example of mass hysteria the psychological term is called mass hysteria it's where it just spreads like wildfire like you know it's spreading worse than the virus itself people think that for some reason they need to stock up on on toilet paper in order to protect themselves from the coronavirus and or for when they're self-quarantined or whatever but usually you can have people if you do run out of toilet paper during your two weeks of being quarantined you can get somebody else to come and drop it off at your house without coming into personal contact with you you know it's just, people aren't thinking they're panicking and you know i live in florida where every year we go through a stocking up of things because we may have a hurricane come and at the beginning of hurricane season every year we stock up on water and maybe gasoline for our generators and and you know a few things but we don't panic about it and don't super stock up on things until we get news reports weather reports that says a hurricane is headed our way and then we keep a close eye on it and the closer it gets the the more involved we get 
in stocking up, boarding up our windows, you know, preparing to be self-quarantined. You know, we don't call it that, but we, well, like for example, a few years ago, we had a hurricane come through here and it brought to our particular property where my husband and I live with my mother. She, she lives in our home, we're her caregiver. And hurricane passed through without doing much damage. We had a few trees fall down. We had a couple of shingles lost off the roof, but it was, that was it. We got through it very easily. And yes, we had boarded up the windows, but nothing hit those boards on the windows. You know, so if, if we hadn't been boarded up, we probably would have been fine. But the next day, we discovered that we were living on an island all of a sudden because the floodwaters rose. All the, the runoff in the entire neighborhood ended up as on its way to the river that's not too far from us, came to our property, and our house is on a raised piece of the property, but we were watching as that water got closer and closer to cresting the level that our house is built on. It didn't reach that point, but boy, we did a lot of praying, asking for God's help to protect us from that. And I believe he did. But here in Florida, my point is, we know how to stock up and we know how to be boarded up in our house because for a few days, for three days, which, you know, it kind of reminds me of what, the three days of, uh, what happened to Jesus, you know, when he sacrificed his life and then had his resurrection. For three days, we couldn't go anywhere because the floodwaters were blocking our driveway. If we needed an emergency, you know, if we needed an emergency evacuation because my mother you know, had something medical go on or, or something like that, um, I'm not sure what we would have done. You know, praise God, we didn't have to face that. But, you know, we were prepared to spend a, a couple of weeks, if necessary, by ourselves in our home. This is what we need to do in regards to the coronavirus coming like a hurricane. But it feels to us like the hurricane is still pretty far away and we don't need to be boarded up yet. But all of our neighbors, not all, of course, but a lot of our neighbors are boarding themselves up and hiding themselves in their houses. And I'm wondering, you know, what's going to happen in a couple of weeks when the coronavirus is even worse? Because it's just starting out here. And when it's worse and it's really necessary to, to stay out of restaurants and to stay out of church events and other things like that, you know, by then these people who have started quarantining themselves, in other words, they've, they've, they're, they're not sick, but they are staying away from people. They are self-isolating and, you know, they're going to get tired of it long before, and I think we're all going to get tired of it long before we will have the freedom to go out and, and go back to normal life. 
And, you know, how's that going to hurt the businesses? And how's that going to affect the economy? All these things need to be of concern. And by the way, if you can't get to church, remember, the church still needs your donations. Don't forget to send in your envelope, your, your, your donations that you normally give to church, or maybe even more than what you normally give. The church has just as many bills to pay even though the church doors are closed or even though you've been given dispensation by your bishop to stay home for safety's sake. The church still needs financial help. Your parish still needs that, so please remember that. But that's a little aside. What I really want to share with you right now is, is that we have this one way of reacting. We can be like those people who are jumping the gun, panicking, quarantining themselves before the hurricane, a.k.a. the virus even, arrives in any amount that we need to worry about. And, and then we'll end up tired of it. And, and, and how are we going to feel then? And then there's the other people who are saying, I don't need to worry about this. And I'm getting annoyed that everybody else is worrying about it. I'm getting annoyed that everything is closed and I can't go to my sporting events because it's been canceled. And I can't go to the theater because the the, the performance has been canceled and, and so forth. You know, I'm I'm young, I'm I'm you know, I've got a strong immune system and there's nothing for me to be afraid of and everybody else is overreacting. This is just the flu. And, and so, you know, I'm just annoyed. I just wish we would get past this. I just wish it would die down, you know, and, and I wish people would stop panicking because we should be able to live a normal life right now. The reality that we are really living in is in between these two extremes. And in the middle there is where we can find God. Now, the people on either extreme that I just described need God just as much or more. But right now, I want to talk about where you and I need to be dwelling. In the middle where there is sanity amidst all of the craziness going on. In the middle where you stop and pray and say, Lord, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to know about this? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to handle this? Because my friend, God cares about you. And that's the message that really motivated me to sit down on this Sunday afternoon and, and record this. Because, like I said, normally I, I make a video podcast in my podcast studio, the Good News Ministries office, and in this particular episode, I just felt like I wanted to sit down with you. I wanted to invite you into my home. And by the way, I hope you will feel free during, you know, or after you listening to this podcast or any other of my podcasts. I don't always state this in my podcasts, but I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. I would love to serve you more. I would love to hear your prayer support because those people, I have a lot of people praying for Good News Ministries and praying for me. And 
it makes a difference. I feel your love. And that kind of support is very, very important. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. And we are a community. And one of the, the biggest things that's coming out of this coronavirus pandemic and, and the way our societies are reacting to it, we are being isolated from each other. We are being isolated from our, commu our church communities when parishes are closed or when we feel that we cannot go to church even when mass is still taking place because we are vulnerable. Maybe we have immune system deficiencies or we're elderly or, or you know, something, you know, our common sense is saying we need to be home and not be out in public. Uh, for a variety of reasons, we are now very isolated and increasingly so. This is not the way God designed us to be. We were designed to be community. We are stronger as a community. We are stronger when we are joined together in serving the Lord, in helping our neighbors, in doing the ministry of Christ, in praying together for miracles, and in, in whatever we're doing, we are stronger together. And even not being able to exchange the, the, the handshake of peace that, that, that we have in many of our cultures in Mass, the, extending peace to one another during Mass in a physical way, you know, we're denied that now. And even that is disturbing because we were not designed to be that way. And because we were not designed to be that way, we're losing something we're diminished in some way, we're harmed in some way because we can't make that connection. But God has a plan. You know, I'm, I'm convinced we can look at what's going on and, and, and Jesus said, judge things by its fruits, right? And we can look at what are fruits of this coronavirus and who is happiest about those fruits. For example, when masses are canceled, who's happiest? Satan is happiest. But God makes good come from everything. Romans 8:28. All things work together for the good of those who love and serve the Lord. My friend, all things are going to work for your good if you place your trust in the Lord. And we can put our trust in the Lord because he not only is faithful, that may be hard for us to, to fully trust his faithfulness because we see so many, you know, we've all had prayer requests that he didn't answer or, or we think he didn't answer because it didn't go the way we wanted to and so forth. But he cares about you. God the Father is a doting daddy. Regardless of how fatherhood has been modeled to you in this earthly life, God is the perfect daddy who cares about you far more than you can imagine. And he wants to hold you when you cry. And he wants to comfort you. And he wants to give you good things. 
and Jesus died for you. If he went through that terrible suffering on Good Friday for you, and he died for you, of course he will do anything that is good for you. And the Holy Spirit, he gave us the Holy Spirit so that we may live the life, the Christian life, that Jesus told us we are called to live. Jesus said that he would send us the advocate, the Holy Spirit. He would send us the comforter. The Holy Spirit is called the comforter. The Holy Spirit is the one who works the miracles of Jesus. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit that's alive and active and meaningful and makes a difference. Which is why I end all of my podcast episodes with a prayer of Come Holy Spirit. God, in all of his whole trinityness, how do you like that for a word, trinityness? God is there for you. God cares about you. God is going to protect you in the midst of everything that's going on with and because of the coronavirus. God, even if you get this virus and become sick, God is with you. Maybe he will heal you miraculously. I hope you have friends who believe in the power of the Holy Spirit working miracles and will pray over you. And, and even right now, I hope you have that kind of faith in the Holy Spirit where you know you can ask for protection so that you can be kept safe from the coronavirus. Let me tell you a quick little story here. Saint Roach, R-O-C-H, was a holy man of God who had had he, he was known for wherever he went and prayed against the plague the plague immediately stopped when he prayed over people that were sick with the plague they were immediately healed saint roach is here for you too ask for his help saint roach did get sick from the from i was gonna say the coronavirus from the plague the coronavirus of his day he did get sick so he went away to be by himself with the Lord, and he was healed quickly by it, and then he went back out and continued ministry. This is supposed to be normal Christian living. This is what kind of faith God all designed for us to have, which is why he gave us his Holy Spirit. And we can use St. Roach as our intercessor, but we can also use him as our example, our role model of how God wants to use us today. He wants us all to become the St. Roaches of the day for our neighbors and our parishes. And I think that is one of the things that God wants to bring out of this. One of the blessings that God wants to bring out of the pandemic, the plague that we are now going through. One of the other things that I find very interesting that I think God is doing with this modern-day plague. Take a look, consider the timing of this. It's during Lent. What happened a year ago during Lent? During Holy Week, the Cathedral of Notre Dame in France burnt down. You remember that? That was an event 
that captured the world's attention made many people feel alarmed like you know what's going on here you know here's a, a very important icon of our faith being destroyed there are many people non-believers non-catholics and non-christians who were feeling you know the loss of this icon and we were all united for a while in our concern about this fire and this disaster and the Lord united us in that. I made a podcast at that time, which is still available. It was the most popular podcast I have ever recorded. Now, a year later, instead of just giving us a worldwide attention-getting disaster for a week, God's giving us an, an entire Lent of it. Think about it. What is an important thing that we are called to do during Lent? We're called to make sacrifices, right? We're called to do penances, to give up something that makes us withdraw from the world and recollect where are our lives at? Do we need to make changes? Do we need to repent? And where is God in our lives? We're supposed to be doing that every time we have Lent. Well, now the entire world is being made to do that. Whether people want to or not, whether they believe in Christ or not, whether they know the importance of Lent or not, Everyone is experiencing a Lenten sacrifice. Isn't that amazing? Everyone is being made to give up things that have been very important to them, things that kept them distracted from, from God, things that had kept them busy and, and, and Im immersed in the world and in their very worldly lives. They're being made to make sacrifices. They are being made to do what Lent is all about. To give up things, to look again at our priorities and examine whether we need to change our priorities. And they've just begun that process in many, in many places of the world, like here in the U.S. I'm going to be very interested in finding out how this all turns out because we're just in the middle of it now. But for those of us who are not of the world, who already know and are involved in Lenten sacrifices, we're already doing things to purify our lives. We don't need it to be forced upon us because we're not, you know, and I believe we've come to a time in history where the Lord did need to make, does need to make it happen, where the entire world needs to stop and make its Lenten sacrifices and do penance because the world has gone crazy with, really, to put it in a nutshell, thinking that evil is good and good is evil. And, you know, it, it's gone crazy with, with, 
demonic influences having its way in people's lives. And God, in his mercy, wants to help people become rescued from that, which is why he's inflicting this Lenten sacrifice on everybody. But for those of us who don't need this inflicted on us because we have self-inflicted, we have already chosen our Lenten sacrifices, we are already using Lent to grow in holiness, God has given us an opportunity to take this a step further than we might have ever thought of doing. Maybe we have, but now he's giving it to us to do it in a more powerful way. When we don't have churches open to us, when we don't have mass available to us, when we don't have holy water available to us, like for example, in my diocese right now, churches are still open, masses are still being said for the most part. We have one parish that no longer holds mass because it's a parish mostly of senior citizens, the elderly people who are more vulnerable. If they get the coronavirus, they're more likely to die from it. So every other parish, however, as far as I know, is still holding mass, but we don't have holy water available to us, not even in the baptismal font, because germs can grow in that water and can be passed around when we dip our hands in the holy water. But yet, holy water is very, very important. Holy water defeats the devil. Holy water, when we use it coming into church, making the sign of the cross with the holy water, we are renewing our baptismal promises and we are growing stronger in Christ as a result of that. Holy water is very important. And we can have holy water and should have holy water in our homes. And we can ask our priests to, to bless. We can take regular water in some kind of container to our priest and say, would you please bless this father? And now we can have holy water again. And we can bless ourselves before we leave home on the way to church, if we can still go to church. But whatever is being taken away from us in our church life and in our worldly life, whether it has to do with our income because of how you know, everything shutting down is affecting our businesses, our places of work, whether it is, you know, inconveniences of not being able to go to our favorite restaurant anymore or, um, you know, not being able to go to the sporting events or whatever. Everything that we have to give up, we should be offering that sacrifice up as a penance on behalf of those who don't realize that they need to be doing penance. They don't realize that they're sinning. They don't realize they need to repent from sin. They don't realize that God is calling them to repent from sin. My friend, this is a wonderful opportunity right now that God is inviting you and me and everyone else who are believers in Christ to enter into in solidarity with the rest of the human race. Our brothers and sisters who are not brothers and sisters in Christ, but are still children of God the Father nonetheless. We now have a wonderful sacrifice that, you know, a wonderful opportunity of offering sacrifice for their sake, for their salvation, for their redemption. And because there are so many of us believers who have this opportunity, we can expect 
that God is doing this for a very special reason and a very effective reason. And we are going to see wonderful fruits come from this. Trust the Lord and watch and wait and see what he's going to do with it. And remember, my friend, if you do get sick from the coronavirus, you can offer that up too for the sake of those who don't know Christ. And if the quote-unquote worst thing happens to you, you actually die from the coronavirus, that's not the worst thing that can happen to you because you will go to a better place. You will go to heaven, even if you have to be purged of sins that you haven't converted of yet or you know repented of yet. Um, it is a better place that you go to. And maybe the worst thing that could happen really is the loss of your loved ones to the virus. Maybe they die. But remember this, my friend, in Christ, if they are in heaven if or in purgatory, if they die in Christ, you are still connected to them in the communion of saints. We call that the communion of saints. And you can still experience that connection through Jesus Christ. A connection that's different than you've ever had before. But it's a connection where that person is now your personal patron saint. So nothing in Christ and through Christ is truly disaster. We can trust the Lord. Be at peace, my friend. Offer up your sufferings for those who don't have that peace. God bless you in that effort. And he will. Now let's pray together. The prayer I always like to end my episodes with. Come Holy Spirit, fill me. Come Holy Spirit, renew me. Come Holy Spirit, increase my trust in God the Father's love for me. Increase my faith in Jesus' caring support for my life and my concerns. Increase in me, Holy Spirit, faith in miracles and increase in my life the experiences that build up my faith in miracles. Use me, Holy Spirit, and help me to become somebody who can be useful in helping others discover the power of God along with the truth of God to help them find salvation and to help them grow closer to God if they already believe in Christ. Use me, Holy Spirit. Help me to become useful. You have my permission to change me. And we pray this together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.